Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Flip and Friends, and we're lucky enough to have a friend from Matt Davis show jump on this side to join us. Stevie Baez, Executive Director of Chicago Votes Action Fund. Follow him at Stevie Baez and on Instagram at SJ Baez and also follow Chicago Action for Votes Action Fund at Chicago Votes. Stevie, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Why are you Listen. so distant, bro? All the way in the back? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said, why are you so distant? All the way in the back? Far away from us? Uh, you know, I'm I chilling. I can feel the vibes. Know? Yeah, the vibes. It's, it's, the vibes are definitely in effect. <laughs> on, a, on a good vibe, though, Stevie. Um, right now, Chicago Action Fund is working to, to, to help create a bill uh, to be the first state to allow prisons to vote while they're incarcerated. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so uh, Chicago Votes has been doing this kind of work now, um, this intersection between our justice system and our voting system since 2017. Um, we started off doing work inside the Cook County Jail, where we would go in uh, every month and register people there to vote. Um, that led to us uh, writing a bill and advocating for a bill that turned the Cook County Jail into a polling location making the Cook County Jail the first polling location or the first jail to serve as a polling location in the country. Um, this was huge for us. Uh, it re-enfranchised a ton of people. A lot of people in jail didn't know that they had the right to vote. Um, but it's important to note that jail and prisons are different. Um, everybody in jail everywhere across the country has the right to vote. Uh, because jail is where you go before you're actually convicted of a crime. You're being held there on pretrial detention. Um, us turning the jail into a polling location just made sure that those guys in pretrial detention actually were able to cast their ballot. Prisons, that's different. You know, prison is where you go when you've actually been convicted of a crime. Um, and most people, or most prisons across the country, don't allow people incarcerated in prison post-conviction to vote. There's only two states that allow people to do so, Vermont and Maine. Um, and they've always been that way. In their constitution, they allow for people in prisons to vote. Illinois would, if we're successful in passing this bill, Illinois will become the first state to re-enfranchise people who are in prison, to actually go and give people in prison who currently don't have their right to vote, their right to vote uh, through through legislation, and we're advocating for that to happen. Now, if this if this pass, are they going to get to vote for where they come from, or is it going to be where they're incarcerated? So, for instance, like judges, uh, for, I know Chicago now. Other people may not have aldermen, but you kind of get what I'm the question that I'm asking because I know census wise, at least I I believe I know census wise, they're included in the census and usually those rural areas where they're they're being kept rather than where they come from. But how how does it work if they're allowed to vote where who they will be voting for? I guess I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, so our team is uh, kind of sorted this out in the legislation that we wrote and essentially. What we landed on was um, people would be able to register at their last known home address. And so the ballot that they would be casting is a ballot in the community that they actually come from. 
Um, this is important for a number of reasons. One, most people in prison across the entire state of Illinois are from Chicago. There are no prisons in Chicago, though. Um, and so everybody's being taken downstate and incarcerated and completely separated from the community that they come from. And by making sure that people can register using their last known address, they can cast a ballot in the community that they come from, which is important. Most of them have kids there, families there. They care about like the communities and how they're uh, being governed because most people who go to prison do end up returning home. So giving them that say through the vote is really important to us. And then to your point um, around prison gerrymandering, which is that process of counting people who are in prison in the census, in the community that the prison is in, um, Illinois actually just passed a law in the last legislative session that is going to change that. So already they're gathering the data to start counting people in the communities that they come from, not the communities that they're incarcerated in. Um, unfortunately, that won't go into effect until the 2030 census. However, it's good that it will ultimately go into effect at some point. Look, to play devil's advocate, this isn't necessarily how I feel, but I'm sure people are asking this question. Why should people that are incarcerated have the opportunity to vote? Um, I, I think it's very simple. Uh, people who are incarcerated lives are directly impacted by the people who are elected uh, into public office. Um, you know, I can make, I could go on and on about how flawed our justice system is. But one thing that I really want to point out is that 94% of people who are in prison uh, were sent to prison on a plea deal. Uh, so they never got a fair trial. They never got to be tried by their a jury of their peers. A lot of them took plea deals because they couldn't afford a private attorney to go to court and fight their case. And they were served this situation where they were like, we can take this to court and we can fight for it. And that could ultimately lead to you serving 25 plus years, or we can cop out at this plea deal where you're only going to have to serve 10. And so when you're in that position, you know, it's kind of a tough sell to say, all right, I'm going to fight knowing I can afford a private attorney, uh, knowing that, like not knowing what judge I'm going to get or the jury that I'm going to get. And ultimately having that risk of losing serving 25 years when I could have taken a plea deal and served 10 and a lot. And that's why you see 94% of people incarcerated are taking plea deals. That's a flaw in our justice system. Our justice system is determined by those that we elect um, and the government that we as voters ultimately get to establish. But the people who are being the most negatively impacted by that justice system are not included in that fundamental right to vote, which is instrumental in establishing who the players are in the government that we all ultimately live under. Also, the politicians that are elected determine the prison conditions that folks have. Um, and I don't have to tell you all, uh, our prison conditions are extremely poor. Um, they're inhumane, uh, solitary confinement is still a thing. You had guys during COVID kept it like COVID ran rampant in our prison system. Um, and there was no, uh, there was no guidance or, uh, uh, safety measures truly taken into uh, place to ensure that folks were kept safe. Um, 
And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the elected representatives who are making these decisions over society do not have to worry about the people in prison because the people in prison are not their constituency. They're not accountable to the people in prison. And that's why prison conditions and the likely and the livelihoods of people who are touched by our carceral system are usually permanently negatively impacted. Um, and so ultimately for us, uh, it's just a matter of making our democracy stronger. Um, we ultimately have been fighting to make the democracy that we live in, the democracy that was outlined in the constitution since it was originally established. Uh, and this is the next phase of that. Um, our prison systems are extremely overpopulated. There's 2.4 million people in them in America. That's more than any other country in the world, uh, which means that we disenfranchise more people in America's democracy than the amount of people who are disenfranchised in any standing democracy in the world. And again, most of those people are black, brown, or poor. Uh, and if these folks, black, brown, poor people are the most negatively impacted populations in American society. I think we should be doing all that we can to ensure that more black, brown, and poor people can vote. But instead, by way of our prison system, this population is still the most disenfranchised and has been since the establishment of the country. So we're just trying to make the world a better place, man, ultimately. And we're trying to make sure that more voices are heard um, and so that more people can be held accountable by more people. Uh, and we feel like that's the best way for a people-driven uh, government that has everybody's voices represented in it. So how can we and everybody watching this help? Um, so uh, follow us on social media at uh, Chicago Votes. Uh, visit our website, chicagovotes.com. Um, Google the Unlock Civics Policy Platform and you'll see everything that's going on, the work that we're doing. Uh, call your local lawmaker. Right now, this bill that I've been talking about, Senate Bill 828, it is, um, it is uh, on third reading on the House floor, which means it just has to get voted on the House floor once. It'll get sent to the Senate floor. It'll get voted on the Senate floor. Um, and if that happens, and we're going to be trying to make that happen over the course of two weeks in October, um, this will be in place in time for the November 2022 elections. And people in prison will be able to participate in the midterms. So call your state senators. Um, just Google who is my elected representative um, and find out who that is if you're in Illinois and call your state senator. Let them know that you support this. Um, and if you just want to support Chicago Votes in general, uh, we have a bunch of different ways that you can contribute to the organization. You can buy merch from our gas station, which is pretty cool. You can join our membership program, The Click, um, or you could just keep in touch with us and volunteer in whatever way you want to volunteer. We'll be going down to Springfield and logging. We still go into the jail and do voter registration. We do court watching programs. We have creative programming. We do programs in schools around the city. So anyway you want to get involved and try to make civics in the state of Illinois and Chicago a little bit better and uh, more representative of the communities that we all come from, uh, we have that avenue for you.
All right, everybody, you heard what Stevie said. Make sure you, you follow Chicago Votes. Find out who your senator is or representative is and get on it so these brothers and sisters can vote and we can get some of these people up out of there. Uh, I, I guess for this segment, Stevie, we appreciate it before we jump into the flip. Are you about to say something right there? Mm-mm. Okay, all right. Sorry, let's jump into the flip. Let's get into some shenanigans. All right. One person in the state of Washington recently learned about road rage the hard way after somehow attracting the ire of another driver in King County. As WSVN reports, they found themselves being hawked at and harassed by a man behind the wheel of a Jeep after merging onto the highway, after pulling off in the exit in an attempt to de-escalate the situation. They retreated to the polar opposite outcome after the man cut them off, hopped out the vehicle, and Ryan, what happened next? Not on camera, a case of road rage in Washington state. An angry driver cuts a man off, then jumps out of his car and throws an axe at the man's windshield. Police say the axe thrower had been honking and harassing that driver. Investigators say when they tracked the suspect down, he was already in jail on other charges. Well, that was oh. convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this man? He's in jail. Okay, oh. good. I mean, if you thought he was just going to do that, that was the only offense he was going to commit today. That day was going to get him arrested. You're crazy. If he's hopping out like that, he's committing crimes all over the place. I'll say this one <laughs> for me. And I definitely have to know, Stevie, what you would do in such a situation since you're trying to save, save the world. I, me personally, and you, I mean, because I, I wonder if I'll be in the car by myself or if my family would be in the car with me. I guess if my family was in the car with me, I would tell myself to calm down and let it go. If because it just dawned on me, something just dawned on me. If he jumped out and threw that axe at me, I'm going to hit his car and try to fight because he doesn't have a pistol because all he got <laughs> is that axe, and now I have that axe. So, <laughs> he got extra axes. Maybe this is an I axe mean, man. It's Washington, exactly. all the redwoods. Maybe he's cutting down trees every day. Uh, dude, I want the smoke. That dude just threw an axe through my window. I think I want that type of smoke to say the least. That's a damn shame. Waste of an axe right there. I Come want on. I want zero problems with that man. That hit the aim was so precise. That was a good axe throw. I'm worried that if I get out, like Ryan said, he has extra axes and he's taking aim at me. I'm just thankful I'm in the car when he's throwing that thing. <laughs> he's like in the circus, like throwing the axes, like the knives, just nailing it all around you. And I mean, the the... <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of the word I'm blanking on, like the passion, the, just the decisiveness I'm getting out and I'm whipping this ax, like no wasted movement. It looked like a breakdown of like an NFL game. Like, look at how he doesn't use uh, an extra step here in the corner. Just one motion. Shifts his body weight just before right. he releases that ax. Dude, dude, this is, this is, this, I hate doing. to say this, I hate to say this. This is why concealed, concealed carry is a thing, all right? I, I hate to say that because I feel to a certain degree. Because this one thing, I guess it's this. If the axe hit the car and didn't go through the windshield, I would still be offended and angry, but it, it's kind of like, okay, that's really messed up. But the fact that it goes through the windshield lets me know it could have killed me. And that's crossing right. an MF and line right yeah. there. Yeah. And vengeance shall be mine's after that, right there. He's crossed the line, and I—I I, I mean, I hope. I mean, the older I get, the better I am, as far as just like, dude, just let it go. You know what I'm saying? But again, if he brought an axe to a gunfight, not—I don't—I don't kill—I don't, don't have a gun for conceal and carry, but one day I will. 
if he brought an axe to a gunfight, I I have to I have to put it on him. I'm not going to shoot him, but I have to let him know he made a mistake at least. All right, I have to let him know he made a mistake in this. Like you could have got it today. All right, don't do this to anybody else. You could have got it today. All right, just so you know, maybe pop one in the sky. You know what I'm saying? This one could have been in you. All right, next right. one. Right, <laughs> right. Next one. I, I'm just oh, somebody take my doing windshield, that. Windshield, I take a tire. <laughs> no, and, and listen, like you make a great point. Of course. You make a great point. He did not. He, he did not harm me, so I'm not gonna harm him. But the, the thought that he could have he could have killed someone like that, like I mean, it smashes through the windshield. Yeah, right? him not harming you is a technicality because he had every right. intention to harm you. Right. It just happened. It didn't work out that way. So that's a little more of a gray area. Maybe what you got to do is go to that ATM. Drop out some hundreds, give it to the police officer, and do some prison justice behind the bars. (laughs) 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 Okay, okay. (laughs) Moving along to something near and dear. The next one near and dear to YouTube's hearts. This is out of the Insider. Billy Crystal said that he ate too many weed edibles and asked for fast food 30 minutes into an MRI. The Princess Bride actor <laughs> recounted his unusual medical experience during their appearance Wednesday on The Tonight Show. Are you waiting for a video? Yeah, where's the video? There is no video. What video? It was a video on the page. I didn't see the video <laughs> on the page. You said oh, it. No, no, no. We can't, we can't take that. That's Tonight Show. They're going to okay, get us flagged okay. right away. Oh, I'm so oh. waiting for the video. On the, on the kick to the face last week on the flip. All right, real quick. So Billy said that he he went to the dispensary. He they, he got he got four gummies, but initially he was told just take two to make you feel good. He said I want to feel fantastic, so he took four of them. All right. Thirty minutes in is, is when he kicked in. Thirty minutes in, he asked because you had this thing you squeeze. I don't know if you guys have had MRIs. I've had I think two at least. All right, I know yeah, Stevie has. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not, I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, but it's still not something you like, man, I want to do this MRI. You know what I'm saying? But he's, well, isn't the problem it takes forever? I definitely want that's really the issue. Like if you're they put you in the tube, you know, it for takes, a minute, it takes forever, but also you're not really supposed to move. All right. Cause it can mess up that's the imaging. So it's not right. just, it takes forever. You're, you're really supposed to be standing still. I would still. never want to take three edibles and do an MRI. I'm with you. I'm I'm totally with you. Like that's just not the place. Um, and I thought, listen, it, it hit me. This hit me right. I um I don't know what year this was. I'll lead off with that. But um I was sitting there at a friend's house, <laughs> and uh, somebody had brought out this um this this string. I forgot what kind of candy it's like. It's like a rainbow string candy. It's so sweet and sour. The thing had to be about this long, right? Let me get make sure about this long, right? And it was like, hey, my friend brought this from California, Denver, whatever, you know, here, you want this? One of those weed states. Right. He was like, he wants this. So I was like, (laughs) and sitting there and I was just like, yeah, do you even know how much it is? I'm like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a rookie, whatever. Right. (laughs) So I take it. I take it. Right. I take it. So then now the friend's husband asks me, hey, we saw this car show. Well, you saw all these cars going. Do you want to go see this car show that's probably two miles away or whatever, right? I'm like, I guess I really didn't, but it was like, hey, it's something to do. Now, but mind you, I didn't know part of the reason that he wanted to do the car show is he just got this new souped up truck, right? 
So now getting there, he's driving, he's driving like a madman, right? We get the truck has like whatever, whatever super engine it has. It's, it's on like 30s and it has this souped up engine in it, right? It's a fantastic truck, fantastic truck. But he's driving like a total ass, right? We get there, we park, and we if we first we get into it with somebody. He he's about to park and somebody drives into the parking space. He's like, hey, hey, and I'm like, oh man, just I'm not in the mood for this, right? I'm not in the mood. I'm, I'm just got through at a long day. It was my daughter's birthday party. Just got it over with, all right? All right, just got it over with. I'm like, I got to let him do it though, because dude just totally disrespected us, and we can't walk around <laughs> this parking lot if this isn't settled. So whatever. Wait, how many axes were in the car? Because it's the same dude, right? Three, three axes. I know. Three I was axes. just about actually, to say. <laughs> actually, at this car show, it's a three axe. It's a three axe minimum. So you don't have. You can't enter the lot. Hey, so, you took my spot. <laughs> exactly. Just flying all over the car show with axes going everywhere. Right? Hatchets just and hatching axes. Them. Exactly. Hatching them. Just throwing them. First one so to anyway, blink. So anyway, that's, that settled. Actually, talked to the gentleman. It was real cool. Joked with him, whatever. We part. We're walking around. Uh, you can still tell this is clicks. Like, we're, we're someplace where these people are like family to each other. And we're not we're not part of the clique or whatever, right? So he says at the end he starts feeling eyes. I was feeling eyes the whole entire time, but midway and through, you were feeling the, those edibles. The edible kicks in, right? Oh. I'm like, shit. My legs start feeling like this. I'm like, this is not the time. I'm out here. I want listen. I want to give off the stay away oh, male image. I want to. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying uh -huh. to be me in myself, right? Like, all right, I'm not the one. But my legs are like this, so it's like I, I, it's like I'm just not myself or whatever, right? And I say to him, I'm like, "You're acting oh, like Smokey on Friday." No, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing that at all. I was not. You couldn't see that my legs were like that, but that's how my legs felt. And I said to him, "I said, damn, the edible kicked in, right?" He's like, he's not even paying attention to what the hell I say, right? He's five so axes deep at this point, right? Exactly, right. Finally, so this is the crazy part. <laughs> this is the crazy part. I'm, I'm through with the story. So we we parked on the edge of this place. He we get back in the truck. He decides we have to drive through and around inside. Mind you, this big ass truck, just so everybody can see his truck. Then he burns off and takes off down the street. Uh -huh. Right, and mind you all, it was fantastic. It was a fantastic time, right? But the thing, the worst part was I was in the streets when an elbow I had never tried had kicked in on me on my ass. And it was just like, I mean, like, I would have been worthless if something had kicked off that. I wouldn't have been worthless, but I wouldn't have been myself, to say the least. But, yeah, that was my story like one about. Of those, like, super drunk people trying to fight, like you're just punching the air. I mean, I would hurt someone. I would Listen, I bet you that edible would wore off real quick. And it, and it really went down. When the but, again, I saw some fantastic cars. I saw a 64 Impala that was, and a Thunderbird that was immaculate, an old Thunderbird that was immaculate. Uh, and it did, I wanted to see this Thunderbird the whole time we got there. I had to separate from him because I'm like, I want to go see these old schools. You can look at these Corvettes. I want to look at these old schools or whatever. But yeah, that was my Billy, Billy Crystal. The edibles kicked in when I wasn't expecting that moment. Yeah, I guess mine would be when I got the highlights for my hair. I did an edible before that. And I didn't realize... <laughs> Because I've never gotten my hair highlighted before. Like, you have to wait there for, like, an hour. And I yeah. didn't bring uh -huh. my phone. So I'm just, like, high off my mm. ass in this, like, salon with nothing to do. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I just started, like, freaking out. I wanted to get out of there so badly. I was like, oh, my God, finish. Just finish. 
Yeah. Big mistake on that one. That's the thing Steve, with Adam on you because you just want it. Yeah, you just want it to stop. I have so many, but the, the consistent theme is like, just stop. Just make this all stop. I don't want the, I don't want to feel this anymore. Like mine, mine always tend like my, my consistent, like bad edible experience happens. Like really when I always find myself having an edible kick in when I'm trying to go to bed and that mm. is just not fun. I'll be in bed. I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm about to go to sleep. You know, this feels good. And next thing you know, I'm just up thinking about everything. I'm like, it's hot, man. It's kind of cold. Man, it's kind of loud. <laughs> I'm hungry. Actually, I can't eat. <laughs> I need to take my clothes off. I need more clothes. Let's watch TV. I hate this show. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes, definitely, definitely. And usually it doesn't, like, nothing happened to me. I just felt it. So, and I didn't feel secure because I felt it. And again, I had never had one of these, but it was whatever edible it was, it, it was definitely fine. But also, I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this for both of you two. Billy Crystal initially at 30 minutes asked, did they, could they get some Taco Bell there? All right. So, all the Taco Bells lovers that are right here. Oh, I, I can't Which wait for this. Billy next was story. having a good high. Yeah, I guess so. You guys is wild. I mean, I get it if you're in college. And hey, it's depending on where your college is at. You call right? me wild, Ken. This man uh-huh. below us had a nightclub in a Taco Bell design that he wanted to bring out. Where it's just a nightclub in Taco Bell with the dance floor, the drinks flowing. Inside many, just a Taco wait, Bell. Wait, how many how, so Half of this half of this place is built with to- for toilets. It's just toilets, I, I guess, correct? Because if you're in there partying, drinking, and eating Taco Bell, you're not going to make it home. You're going to have to go use the facilities very quickly. I mean, you got 30 minutes. If you, you're drinking and eating Taco Bell, you've got about 30, and 45 minutes. that's Taco Bell beer, too, which yeah, is going to be so, different than regular beer. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and you're gonna have to pay. Forget, pay, forget playing those workers minimum wage to clean that bathroom. You're gonna have to pay more than that because you know that Taco Bell is like spackle. That's that. Like that Taco. That. Ooh, y'all, y'all, that's different. That's different. All right, this is from Yahoo Finance. Taco Bell is yeah. stepping into the future of the latest restaurant design, dubbed Taco Bell Defi or Defi. Is this Defi? I think it's Defi. The food giant is doubling down on the trends amplified during the COVID pandemic, uh, namely digital ordering and delivery. The location is expected to debut in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, but won't actually open its doors until the summer of 20. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, of course, because there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of great Mexicans up there making real Mexican food. That's the problem with Minnesota. According to the company, the new design concept was developed by the Minneapolis-based <laughs> Vertical Works and includes a drive-through experience with four lanes. A drive-through has become a major staple in pandemic areas, uh, dining experiences that embrace Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, and other food chains. Th- three of those lanes will be solely dedicated to the mobile or delivery orders for pickup or Taco Bell app or via third app. The 3,000-square-foot restaurant design is roughly equal to the existing footprint of Taco Bell locations. All right, guys, you got some more Taco Bells for you since you guys have to run to the border and to the bathroom. What's Ooh. this hate, this venom on Taco Bell? See, we're living in Wrigley A lot with that Taco Bell Taco right Bell. across the street. 
You oh, should, man, but how, wait, wait, how, how old were you? How old were you at this point? Twenty-eight. Woo, that's old. We were, we, forever, we were forever young years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there has to be a good Mexican restaurant, and I don't even like the restaurant. I mean, a, a nice Mexican spot in Wrigleyville. There has to be. But I don't I'm know sure. if we were looking for Mexican. We just wanted that sweet, glorious, fake taste. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's what's y'all go to? Uh, what's y'all go to order? What's y'all go to orders at Taco Bell? Oh, Stevie has a nasty one, and don't you dare put onions on it. What is it? <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? What was it? The the cheesy bean burrito? What was it? Woo! No, it's a uh, so you got to get a chicken a chicken quesadilla made well done. And two bean burritos with no onions, add sour cream. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Y'all bathroom was just murdered right after that. Like that I and mean, I'm sure you guys were high. That bathroom was all our bathroom was up. not a clean place. And Ken, <laughs> we uh we weren't afraid to go sober as sober can be to Taco Bell. It wasn't just a, an indulgence under the influence. Wow. No, we went for lunch sometimes. <laughs> well, Ryan, 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 what was your order, Ryan? What was your order? Oh, I'd mix it up a lot, but usually it'd be some combination of the uh, Crunchwrap Supreme or Nachos Bel Grande, one or the two, a bunch of tacos, hard shell, maybe throw in a chicken quesadilla if I go in with Stevie, just because I'd be too jealous not to have one, and <laughs> the cheesy fiesta potatoes. Oh my god! Oh, my god. <laughs> oh yeah, the cheesy oh. fiesta potatoes are a lot of fun. That's a nice Ooh. way to end a meal. Yeah, that's. Uh, I love those things. The sour cream, the cheese. Woo! Okay, okay, yeah. that's a lot. You I think I just made your man. stomach hurt. Y'all are wild, man. I had ta- like, I had Taco Bell because I'm not far from one. Maybe three years ago, I feel like it was three years ago. <laughs> You're missing out. No, I'm not. It's just it when you when you you try to go back and relive, and then you're like, oh, this is why I stay away. Like, and I love Mexican food, but it's like not not this Americanized, bastardized version of Mexican food. You can keep this. it's the best fast food Mexican. Food, I have though, right? uh, hmm. No, it's I not. Have t- I have Taco Bell at least once a quarter. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Oh, every, oh, see, every, so you, every thirteen you guys are, weeks, I need my my Taco Bell hit. Oh my god! You, you guys like, will need to clean. You're cleaning yourself. You guys are cleaning out. Right. The, yeah, the taco Bell cleanse. It. Have you not heard that? Yeah, the taco cleanse. <laughs> exactly. Got to clean all yeah. of that out. Oh, yeah, I'm looking oh, to no. get my bowel movements going. Give me uh, five of these. No, no. You have like what? Burrito King. You got other taco restaurants. All you got to do is walk into that place. Burrito King. And what? And what, Stevie? Walk in and what, Stevie? That takes place when you walk in. You realize you're gonna have a long oh. and arduous bowel movement. You just gotta. All you gotta do is smell. You oh, just smell it, and you're like, I gotta so poop. Good. <laughs> oh, that smell! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, let's do switching off real quick. Um. I think this one, this was one that you wanted to get into, uh, Ryan. I thought I deleted it, but it's still in the uh, rundown, so I'll keep it. 
What? This is from BGR. Yeah, it is. I didn't, you see, nothing is highlighted in this one. All right, this week, The Rap had a chance to speak to William Defoe about his role in the new video game, 12 Minutes, and the site attempted to sneak in a question about Spider-Man No Way Home. Defoe explained that he was only on the call with them to discuss, I don't even know something about this uh, interactive game. And then he confessed that he understood why The Rap would ask such a question. The Rap was pushing a bit for no comment, which Defoe responds with, I'm afraid so. He's talking about the fact that William Defoe will be reprising his role as the Green Goblin in No Way Home. Also, you have, um, I forgot the gentleman that played, uh, Alfred Molina is going to be back as Doc Ock. Um, you, basically, they're going to have the Sinister Seven. Well, no, or they're talking about it. I think, right? It's not official. But I mean, I guess because it's supposed to be the multiverse that right. you could bring back everybody. So right. if they died or not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, from I like because this Spider-Man is now part of Marvel. I pay more attention to it, and I saw some of the ones, the Sony ones. Um, but I didn't see. I think there's like one or two Stone, Sony ones that I did not see yet. I I could be wrong. Um, I did like I like the last one. I think they're doing a good job. Um, it's cool. It's no no sweat off my back. I mean, I, I love Spider Man, but I'm never like I can't wait for that new Spider Man movie to come out. It's just it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do that for me. But I love the character in Marvel comic books. Well, that's why I liked it here in this story. I think it would do it for me. Like seeing Defoe, who I thought was great Green Goblin. Same with Molina as Doc Ock, and Tom Hardy is trying so hard to get his Venom to go up against that Tom Holland Marvel Spider-Man. I think that would be really cool. And if they could get like the groundwork on that, I don't know if it matters so much, but maybe you could start opening up DC crossing with Marvel a little bit. Maybe both studios would be willing to go in on it. Never in a day, never in a day, never in a day. Why would Probably Marvel not. help? Why would Marvel but help? DC that's why I'm they- saying like if it was just to give fans what they really wanted, like, I think Marvel's all about the buzz, too. It's not just about making money, because they know if we slap Marvel and whatever the superhero is, it's going to do... Like, Black Widow did money, and that was one of the least popular characters in the Marvel, like, Phase 1 or whatever. If you have, I think, this big buzziness with Spider-Man going up against some of these former villains, maybe you can do something like Marvel DC down the road, like, way down the road. It wouldn't be anytime soon. I think it'd be cool. Real quick, you saw what happened with the um, Inhumans as far as they didn't have mutants and Marvel got rid of the X-Men basically when it came to these movies and the comic books because Sony owned the uh, X-Men and uh, all those mutants. Marvel's not going to help DC when DC, I mean, they're not struggling now, but they're not nowhere near Marvel. And I mean, me personally, since... It's not canon. I'm good if they don't cross over. But I'll say this to to just to the Spider-Man aspect. I hope they really look in the universe of just Spider-Man and not just use it as another footnote to get to the next phase. So like kind of what you're saying, like if you're bringing in Venom and you're bringing in all these characters, I don't want everything to start in this movie and be answered by the end of this movie. I would like for you and not have throw them all in perhaps in the first movie to maybe do two movies, set it up as it's going to be two movies. And it's just about really Spider-Man and his villains instead of having to be Spider-Man, his interaction with these other characters to move along the storyline on who's going to be or to move the storyline on Kang the Conqueror, whatever's going to come from that as far as the, who's the next super villain in Marvel. I, sometimes I want it just to be standalone kind of, like kind of like Black Widow, but still 
where it just doesn't have to be one movie standalone. It can be more than one movie standalone. Oh, I agree with that. Sometimes the like it's so impressive what Marvel's doing with the overarching of everything, but sometimes it's like, oh, it's so much. It is mm-hmm. so much. It'd be nice just to have a little universe, just a wait, little wait. contained oh. Spider-Man universe. Stevie, how much Marvel stuff do you watch? Do you watch like the 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 the, the uh, Disney Plus stuff or anything like that? Yeah, I literally just that was my most recent pandemic binge. Was starting all of the Marvel movies from beginning and running them through the end. I'm on Loki now. I just finished Endgame. Mm. <clears throat> and I love I love the Tom Holland. It's also my favorite my favorite uh hero as a kid. That was like the first comics I had. I remember um was Toby Toby uh Maguire. Maguire. Mm-hmm. I remember that was like one of the first superhero movies that I went to the theater to see. Um and so the fact that Tom Holland's my favorite Spider-Man because he acts like that high school childish, playful Spider-Man from the comics, and not the Tobey Maguire, which was like very, was a very emotional Spider-Man. Right. Dude. He had a lot of right. he had a lot of things going on. It kind of reminded me of like Green some of those shows. Was so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Tobey Maguire was not Spider-Man to me. It was like not him. All right, like I, I watched feel, those movies, but it was just like not nah, him. Like, uh, nah, it's not. Didn't it feel he's not like Peter Parker's. Go ahead, Ryan. When you uh, like see a show, it's like set in high school and everyone's thirty that they casted. Like that's <laughs> all Spider Man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's hey, we're all in high school except we're all fifty. Damn. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but listen, it, it, watch, watch the uh, what if. They dropped a new episode, so I don't know if you, you the, the what if comic books. We talked about it on here. I, they were hit and miss as a kid, but sometimes just the story of something totally bonkers happening to your favorite characters getting whacked and killed. But I watched because unfortunately Ryan doesn't watch these, even though we have a show and he should be watching these things so we can have content. Um, yeah, you. I'm um, catching but, up. Oh, 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 what? What have you watched so far, sir? <laughs> I got Wanda and uh, Loki down. You finished Loki? I did. Yeah, you lied. You didn't finish. No, I, I did. I did. Okay. okay, come on, right? I haven't well, yeah. tried uh, the the Captain and Winter Soldier. I haven't done that one. Yeah, well, you you don't have to rush to that one. I mean, it's straight, yeah. but you don't have that's to rush I, to that one. That's what I was kind of. But the what if the what if one is good, Ryan? The, 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 they did pretty good with that. That animation. one, I might have to wait till it's finished, season one, and binge. Is that a binger? Content, is that a binger? Though. But see, the thing with those two, they're separate stories. So it's it's not it's, it's it's one-offs about it's one-offs about like for instance the variant time frames that are going on. It's basically you can look at it like that. They're one-offs of that. So it's not a How situation. Twenty-five minutes, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's about twenty-five minutes. All right, last one. How many Dasha- how many episodes of that are how many episodes of that are out already? Just one. So they're only going to drop one weekly. I don't know if they're going to do 10. They probably do 10, but just the, the first one is Captain Carter. Um, so, and it's pretty, they do, they, listen, it's Marvel. Marvel is, they're in their bag right now. You know what I'm saying? So they're giving out quality stuff. Yeah. Believe me, because I, I would I would poo-poo all on them if they weren't. When they give you something, you're like, Disney, this is pretty good, boy. Give me some more of that Mandalorian. You know, like it's, they're doing pretty well over there. All right. They're putting their money where their mouth is. Last one, guys. 
Dasha Kelly was pro profiled on CNN under the pretense that she and her three daughters, who are five, six and eight years old, were due to be evicted after she lost her job as a casino dealer in Las Vegas due to the pandemic. Right. We're so thankful for you guys because I had no idea what we were going to do. And just overnight, just overnight, all you guys just reached out and helped us and all the support, your encouraging words. It's 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 just gave me a lot of hope. I just had to donate a few days ago. Kelly is now donating blood plasma, 100 bucks a time, to buy groceries. So you are managing to eat okay? Yeah, or... Exactly. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they're eating okay. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'm like, there's days I don't even want to roll out the, the bed, roll out the floor. <laughs> you get what I mean. Kelly's pawned or sold nearly everything she had. I had a bed right here. There was a TV right here on top of this stand, so I had to pawn that. She thought about working online, but... You lost your laptop as well? Oh, I had to pawn that trying to keep up with the bills. I just want to tell everybody, thank you so much. I, I'm still in denial, if you can't really tell. Um, it's a lot to take in. It's very, um, sorry, girl. It's, um, it's really overwhelming. These are tears of joy, trust me. I'm, uh, I don't, I, I'm just so thankful. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. I couldn't, I didn't have control over that. Just what? so you know, right? Yeah, I didn't. I had no control over that. All right, so this is the kicker. This is the kicker. So she started to go fund me an effort to the goal to raise $2,000 to pay for her back rent. Uh, it went like this. My name is Kelly, and I have three daughters in Nevada. Uh, we're maintaining just before the pandemic hit, and now we're suffering. Please help. After being interviewed by major news networks, um, Kelly raised $230,000, right? In an update Monday, CNN wrote on its website that they have since verified Kelly takes care of the children in her home for periods. She says she really described herself to CNN as a mother because she considers themselves her mother. She's not their mother. Their mother reached out. Those are the daughters of her boyfriend or, I don't know, fiance. This is the kicker. So when that story first dropped, uh, it's on at the crib. Afton's watching. And Afton's like, I don't think those are her daughters. And I'm like, how you know the daddy not just extremely light-skinned those uh, for ethnicity, right? But she said that, and then she sent me from work one day this thing saying that they were her children, right? Oh, man. But, the, but listen, the fact, and I saw Charlemagne on The Breakfast Club say this, why didn't she just talk to the mother and break her off with some of the money? Because GoFundMe now has closed that out, right? They're like, yo, we're not even doing this. So all that twenty, that $230,000 is out the door. All she had to do was go break the bread and she could have kept it with her sniveling, thieving ass ways. <laughs> Shuddy. Shuddy had the little girls up there with, the, with that bread. Up I'm there. sorry, girls. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Only thing missing was little flies flying around them. Dude, that... That was a hustle. That was a, that was a scam. That was a nice scam right there. Would you see the problem with? I'm gonna tell you the problem with people nowadays. We sat at saying, uh, me and my buddy, 
you got to sometimes know when to get out of the bank boat, right? Meaning if you're robbing the bank, you have to know, all right, enough time has elapsed. We have to go. Because a lot of times you just stood up right. grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. And she had to know when to get the F out of the damn vault. But also, you got to get a mama something. Even if you split it with us, it's better than not having anything. But uh, yeah, uh, shout out to the scammers and Dasha. Scamosis. Man, that, Scam like, don't you just this. know you're going to get caught? Like news stations are interviewing like crazy. Like it's their job to find in this world. In this world, in this world, dude. This is a world where everything is almost recorded, and people still do crazy shit. Right. Like you got how many social medias that they probably went through? Like, oh, I don't see kids anywhere. Now I don't think she would have been found out if the mother (laughs) hadn't come forward and was like, "Hold on, they're my babies." Right. (laughs) I don't think they would have known. Right. That's what blew the whole thing. True. If she had just kept the mother quiet, because I mean, nobody, I mean, unless her went on as long as it did. True. True. Unless a family member was going to come and say something like, hey, I, you know, those ain't your damn kids. Give me some of that money. But I mean, all she had to do was bribe a couple of people. Now, it, it, that may have not uh, been enough. Someone may have still told, but you got to click. You got to get all that money up out of that. Uh, that GoFundMe. All right. That goes into a, a bank account or under your mattress. All right. Get all of that money up out of there. <laughs> You cannot leave that. When you scam it, and listen, I believe right. me, I'm not a scammer. I've never been a scammer, but I have hella common sense. And I know right. I need to get that money out of there because all I'm doing is leaving them the chance to take it from me and I won't have it later on. So let me, thank you, go for me. Let me take this, put this over here. But damn, boy, that's, I just she thought she was getting the bag too. Thought she had planned I was about you to say new car. She was look, she was she was pricing houses. Shawty was she was ready. Believe that. She was yeah. ready. Girls. <laughs> Vacations. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh man, scamming. Scamming. Go to scamming, one of those scamming. fancy Las Vegas spas, get all treated up for the day. Especially, especially, I was thinking that too. Especially in Vegas. You know, she was ready to live the life. She was never gonna have to do a little something Dude. strange for a little bit of change ever again in her life. I'm joking. I shouldn't say stuff. Never. <laughs> she was trying to take that two hundred thousand and double it. Right on black. <laughs> Put all of that. She's doing on like black. an Ocean's Eleven with all the other <laughs> workers. Okay, I got two hundred k. Now we can go get the millions. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Listen, we want to thank Stevie Vaez. Everybody, make sure you go and support Chicago Votes at Chicago Votes Chicago Votes Action Fund. All right, make sure that this bill gets passed. A lot of us have family members that are incarcerated. Um, and even if you don't have a family member that's incarcerated, it's still their right to vote. And as Stevie pointed out, usually the people that are in jail, it's the heirs they have to need this help as much, the most as far as using those votes to help us in our community. So definitely support Chicago Votes Action Fund. Stevie, we look forward to when you come back on the show, man. Always appreciate it. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. The flip.